See to believe it, folks. It's right here. You still may not believe it. I'm getting text messages from friends who are seeing this story elsewhere. It's being covered at Infowars.com. People are going and asking for the inserts to the COVID vaccine. And, of course, you saw the one that just had the digital barcode on there. But, no, you, you can go get some and find the inserts. And there's a lot of shocking things that you will find. For example, headline at Infowars.com. Shocker, why is this substance in the Moderna COVID vaccine? It's called SM-102. And when you go look into the medical documents on the official OSHA website, the safety data sheet for SM-102 says right here, for research use only, not for human use. In fact, when I told the guys the headline for today's show, I said not to put it in quotes. Guys, go ahead. Let's just put that in quotes. Because that's the exact quote. Not for human use. (laughs) And in California and Oregon, they are readying the mandatory vaccines. Same thing with New York City. They're getting ready to force you to take something not for human use, according to OSHA documents. You have the military walking around on the streets, jabbing people at convenience stores. And then they celebrate it and they bump fists. And, you know, it's a. It's got it's got diversity, too. Oh, so you have the diversity factor. And and this is, oh, man. See, and now they've got the military involved. Oh, my gosh. This, this COVID-19 is a disaster. This, this, this vaccine is an absolute horrific nightmare. And, and that's not even all. I, I don't even have time. I haven't even had the time to properly go through all of the wild statements on these vaccine inserts. Like, for example, on, on some, it just says not all side effects will be included in this document. Because they don't know all the side effects yet. It's just now being tested on humans. It's just now being waved out. And they sell it like it's a normal vaccine. Oh, and they say, oh, this is a tried and true science. There's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be a vaccine skeptic. This is not a normal vaccine. No, it's not a normal vaccine. And again, you you see the videos of arms becoming magnetized after getting the shot, and it's just like, you don't even believe this stuff. How could this be going on? So maybe that's a magic trick. Who who knows? Who knows what that is? Maybe, Maybe there's something heavy metallic in the insert. I mean, you know. 
Nobody's dug a microchip out of themselves yet. That'll be the day. But, I mean, let's just start basic. Let's start elementary. Ingredients included in the Moderna COVID-19 shot. SM-102. OSHA fact sheet on SM-102 says for research only, not for human use. But, I mean, they're telling you this is a research. They're doing research on the COVID vaccine, the new uh, mRNA technology. They're doing research on you right now. You, you are part of a giant worldwide research project. Congratulations for you. Hey, look, you know what? I, I hope we're wrong. I hope this vaccine isn't a, isn't a weapon and isn't going to kill a bunch of people. And, and then these are just uh, coincidences and all of this stuff. I, I do. I, I really do, folks. Believe me. I, I really do. I, I hope we're all wrong about this. But <laughs> no one else wants to report on it. We read the actual medical literature. We read the actual inserts. We look at the ingredients. We follow all the side effects. We follow all the stories. And we just report the truth. Like SM102 in the vaccine insert says it's one of the ingredients for the vaccine. COVID vaccine. And then you look at, oh, okay, let's look into SM102. And you go to the official OSHA website here and it says for research only, not for human use. And then you look at, so, so then pharma, pharmacies will have their own medical documents. And then it will say, this is not FDA approved. This is an investigatory vaccine using mRNA technology. It says it right on the document. And then you have leaders of the NAACP go, going on New York uh airwaves with with Cuomo and de Blasio sticking their arm out and saying, I'm not going to question what's in this. I'm not going to look at the ingredients. I'm going to roll my sleeve up and I'm going to take that vaccine. No up the ass. Oh, just like the people in the Tuskegee experiment, I suppose. And, and they see, they know they can't cross a certain threshold of forcing us to vaccinate and so they're trying to dicely you know, walk around it. You know, we're going to, oh, uh, we'll just have some vaccine passports to use these things. And, oh, just big businesses are going to make you have a vaccine to go back to work. And then slowly it just increments itself. And, folks, you, you can do this. Go to your local pharmacy. Ask for the insert. Read it. And, by the way. Some of these pharmacies are going to have different inserts because they're going to have their own medical documents because the vaccines don't have inserts. And so they're smart enough to know we have to have medical documentation. We're not going to break the law. So they'll have their own medical inserts with their own medical data on it. So, so there's all kinds of different things. So it's not just the ingredients and the side effects that they know of. It's them admitting that they still don't know all the side effects. The, the testing is still underway. It's not uh, FDA approved. It is mRNA encoding viral spike glycoprotein technology, which they all say, oh, it's all conspiracy theories. It's just in the medical literature. It's just like we read the medical literature and tell you what's in the vaccines and they call us conspiracy theorists. Unbelievable. And they just admit, like right here, this is a summary and does not have all possible information about this product. This information does not assure that this product is safe, effective, or appropriate for you. 
That's the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine drug education monograph. So I can just sit here and read medical literature all day. Here's the ingredient. SM-102. Okay. SM-102. Let's go over here. Look at the... Here's the safety data sheet from OSHA on SM-102. For research use only, not for human use. Hmm. So let me get this straight. I'm supposed to take a trial vaccine that killed the animals it was tested on, hasn't been human tested, is a new vaccine technology. The guy who's promoting it, Bill Gates, says he wants to get the human population down to zero, and one of the ingredients says it's not for human use. <laughs> Folks, man, if you line up to take this, and I know people that have, and I'm not trying to insult or judge people that have, okay? But, I mean, at a certain level, you have to understand, Bill Gates thinks if you take this vaccine and die, then, then, then you deserve it. But, but, but maybe he's right. I mean, that, is that the debate we need to have? Maybe they're right. Hey, if you're going to line up and you're going to get this vaccine and it kills you, you signed up for that. I mean, the left is the one that doesn't want to praise talk, or talk, talk about war heroes. Like, oh, they signed up for that. You know that? Well, you died from the vaccine. Did you, did you sign up for that? Or were you not properly informed? See that? Because that's illegal. Maybe they say you were properly informed. Here, here's the medical documents right here. I mean, what are you going to... And so, and the amazing thing too is, you'll have leftist attorneys suing car companies or suing gun companies. The gun company is the big one. Suing gun companies or trying to write legislation that says a gun company, a gun manufacturer is responsible if somebody uses a gun to kill someone in a crime or commit a crime that the gun company is responsible, and then when they can't pass the legislation, they sue the companies trying to hold them responsible on individual cases to just try to sue them out of existence. But see, they don't want that same application. They don't want that same logic. They don't want that same litigation against vaccines. Why the hell is that? Because it's all a giant cult. There's no gun cult. There's gun culture. But nobody's forcing you to buy a gun. Nobody's forcing you to go learn to shoot a gun. Nobody forces you to go shoot skeet at a shotgun range. Nobody, nobody forces you to go become a, a, a handgun expert. Nobody forces you to do any of that. Ah, but see, the vaccines, we want to force you to do that. So we're not going to go. We, we like that. We like, we like industries that are totalitarian and authoritarian. We're into that. But, but gun manufacturers and that, that's like, you know, Self-government, independent stuff? No, 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 no. They're going to try to shut all that down. But they'll stick you with an ingredient that says not for human use. And so here they go. You know, I was going to wait to get into this with Alex, but I mean, I'm into it now. So California County requires businesses to submit COVID-19 vaccination statuses of all employees. Total tyranny. Boy, how much does California suck? Report, Oregon to demand proof of vaccination to enter businesses and churches without a mask. 
And, you know, maybe that's why... Let me just reach over here to this other stack of news. Maybe that's why five Oregon counties vote to secede and join Idaho. So you, you, you basically have, I mean, who knows if this would happen. Maybe this is the solution, though, is to just vote our way out of Democrat cities and then give them the Portland organs, and then they'll have the five that go down through Salem into Eugene. And then the rest of Oregon that doesn't want to live in a, a third world uh, country hellhole joins Idaho. You could, you could apply the same thing in California. There have been proposals. The, 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 the libs, the commies, the Democrats, they get L.A. and San Francisco and you know up and down the coast and, and everywhere where they control. And then the rest of California that doesn't want to live in Swaller in a third world hellhole, they, they are now in New California. So it's the same thing. Maybe that's a real solution. Seems a little far-fetched, but maybe that's a, a legitimate solution. Just give the Democrats the cities that they've already destroyed and then just make sure they don't destroy the rest of the country. It, it, it's a good solution. I just don't know if it's feasible. But uh, yeah, in Oregon, there it's it's soft tyranny. Oh, oh, which there's really no such thing of. But but that's that, that's how they're trying to roll it out. Oh no no no! You just have to have a vaccine to go to to go to work. You just have to have a vaccine to to go to church. You just have to have a vaccine to go to the ball game. You just have to have a vaccine to go to the grocery store. Oh, you mean I just have to have a vaccine to do everything? Oh, okay, gotcha. And so I realize now, too, and you know what? Look, I'm not a Luddite. I like technology. I do. But see, you're starting to see how it's becoming force implemented where you can't even get a paper menu at a restaurant. And I don't like going to dinner with my phone on me. I don't like going to dinner with my iPhone on me. And so I don't have it and I can't scan the menu. Again, I, that's not even me like, oh, I'm against this technology. Hey, it's kind of convenient. The other, the other night, there was a, I was at dinner. They had a digital menu, and it had reviews on each food and likes and stuff. So that, it was kind of nice. I'm not against technology. But see, it, it'll get to a point where you, you – right now, it's just a smartphone. It'll be a smart chip. Which, hey, you know what? Great. Humans get chipped, whatever. Maybe, maybe it'll be a good thing. I don't want it to be a part of a control system. I don't want it to be a part of a human oppression system. I don't want it to be part of a global tyranny. It should all be mandatory, or excuse me, it should never be mandatory for any slip. It should all be a choice, and if you want it, go ahead, and maybe it'll be a good thing. But see, when they force it, then they control it, and they control you. I mean, that's what it's really all about. Uh, by the way, there's a new, and this is kind of strange, swollen tongue, new COVID side effect. It's a little unclear about this story, but they say there's multiple examples of this, but they only cite one in this story. This man has a large, enlarged tongue. If you look at this picture, it just shows you the ridiculous, uh, ridiculousness of the world. He's got the mask on. Folks, his tongue is so swollen, it's like six inches out of his mouth. I mean, the mask is bulging off of his face because his tongue is so swollen. But he has a mask on his nose. I mean, it's such a joke. But so these people are getting in. But they don't mention the vaccine. They're just saying, oh, it's a COVID side effect or a COVID treatment side effect. But they don't mention if they've had the vaccine. Seems like that'd be kind of a thing you would ask. Seems like that'd be the kind of thing you'd report on. Maybe this is a side effect from the vaccine. Not COVID, but they're saying it's a COVID side effect or a COVID treatment side effect. So we're still learning more things about this viral release from China that Fauci and Obama gave them.
Why should kids get We're going to get it soon. And then we can play. Yay! I'm so excited. We will get to play together when it's done. The shot. We will get to play together when it's done. The shot. We will get to play together. We will get to play together. We will get to play together when it's done. The shot. Wow. So there's uh, more people on their social media account promoting the vaccine. Now for kids. The jab for kids. The experimental jab for kids. And, and, and we know they're getting paid to promote it as well. Uh, thank God for the brave social media influencers who reported this story when they were offered thousands of dollars to promote the COVID vaccine and put their uh, whole, whole platform on the line, really. This is just sick, demonic stuff, man. And so, honestly, I, I, I'm living it and I don't even believe it. But let's just go ahead here. Let me just pull up my phone here because I have the document on my phone, but I want to do it live on air with the crew. Trust so your government see. again, don't we? So, guys, pull up a Wikipedia. Search SM-102 Wikipedia. Plug that in. And put it, go ahead and just put it in Google. Because Google, like, interfaces with Wikipedia. And so there should be the result right there. Just go ahead. Guys, I just want to see this. Let's just do it live on air. Because, again, they say this is all debunked. Uh, okay, so I, see, search. All right, go ahead and put in um, Lucifer's or Luci Lucifer Luciferes. So Lucifer A-S-E, basically. No, 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 with, with the SM2. SM102. Or maybe that's on, oh, 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 there you go. So according to Wikipedia, uh, yeah, the SM-102 does have luciferes, lipid nanoparticles. I mean, again, I, I can't even, I can't even deal with this. I, I can't even keep up with this. Don't get, I, I, look, just, just, if I were you, I wouldn't get the damn vaccine, okay? Okay, I'd be avoiding that at all costs. Wow, but oh, you know, TikTok, uh, I or Instagram, I got paid thousands of dollars to promote the vaccine. Oh, are you? You're complicit now in a, in a crime against humanity. Congratulations, good for you, and you promoted it to kids. Wow, wow! I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, look at this, this this nightmare. Look at this mental hysteria. Put it up, put it up. When it's done, the shot. We will get to play together. We will I'm get Lucifer. to play together. I'm coming for your children. I'm in the vaccine and I you. What was that? That was weird. Oh, God save us. I'm about to cut a very important ad for X2. Impromptu, no teleprompter, no notes, no script. And you know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about what an idiot I am. Because I started taking X2 seven years ago, and I lost about 30 pounds in four months. And my skin got healthier. Uh, my hair got healthier. My libido went off the chart. Everything that Dr. Group told me what happened back then when I took real atomic iodine that nobody else had on the market came true. 
And now I'm sitting here in the year 2021 realizing that on a routine basis, I forget to take my X2. And I have a lazy Susan that I put on the dining room table that my wife continues to move off of it. She remembers to take her supplements. I don't. So when I get home tonight, I'm going to put the lazy Susan back out there on the table. It's actually the breakfast table. And I'm going to make sure that I religiously take it every morning. It's so incredible. And by the way, it's been sold out for a while. It's now back in stock. We have the spray bottle of it. So it aerosolizes into your throat. And we also have the system where it's a dropper. Take it under the tongue for more absorption, but it really is amazing. And consult your physician beforehand because it's the good allergen, the opposite of fluoride. X2 is back in stock. People ask me, well, why do you have X3 then? A very small percentage of people cannot absorb pure iodine. This is true atomic pure iodine. We have to have like a DEA license to get it and manufacture it. Uh, the other iodine is a triiodine, all three types of iodine, and it's Better for some folks, not as good for others. It's apples and oranges, you decide. But X3 is also available at InfoWarsStore.com. X2 and X3 available at InfoWarsStore.com. And X2 at 50% off right now. And it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. If you haven't tried X2, now's the time. Risk of ADA lawsuits. Risk of violating informed consent and invasion of privacy Don't lawsuits. Do it. Risk of wrongful termination, <clears throat> violation of public policy lawsuits. Don't do it, and employers. You're asking for a riot. If, if anybody suffers any adverse consequence from this vaccine. And remember, a lot of times the adverse consequences from it don't appear until years later. That, that's the nature of this. So uh, if you're an employer, you're crazy to mandate a vaccine as a condition of employment. So that's where the and I think that's that's the first step is a once and former edu, uh, employees and employers are informed. I think a lot of employers will step back and not force this. Now, if they do, then you get to the second stage of potential litigation. And at this point, they are, are not immune by mandating vaccines. Many states have passed pro, uh, laws prohibiting uh, employers or anybody from requiring vaccines as a condition of access to employment, condition of access to travel, condition of access to uh, entertainment, condition of access to education. So uh, now the states that are trying to compel it, trying to require it, uh, they have major, that's going to be a major constitutional battle to come. Here's the story. Uh, Robert Barnes joins us. Oregon, California, New York, are having a soft implementation of mandatory vaccines. Like, oh, we won't go door to door and force you to take a needle, but if you want to go to work, if you want to go to church, if you want to get on the subway, if you want to go to dinner, if you want to go to the grocery store, so just all your essential activities, you're going to need a vaccine for that. But, oh, they're not mandatory, though. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what we're witnessing is a, a range of both employers and educational institutions are trying to impose a mandate on it. And so uh, Robert Kennedy's group, Children's Health Defense. I don't take a shit. Do you need a vaccine to do that? And legal claims uh, and uh, examples of what letters might look like. <clears throat> and I did the same thing. Uh, so I drafted a letter uh, that uh, it, the that reflects what an employee could object to, and it's not legal advice or anything like that. It's basically just here's what the objections that could be made that other employees have been making, and that I believe is the legally correct uh, objection to be made because the nature of this COVID nineteen vaccine at this point is still a, an emergency use authorization vaccine. It is not a, a regular FDA clinical trial approved vaccine. Consequently, under federal law, that cannot be mandated, period. The precondition of it even being distributed 
and being authorized is that it not be mandated uh, uh, without informed consent. Uh, part one of the objective, two, is that it really violates the Americans with Disabilities Act because the Americans with Disabilities Act makes clear that you cannot do certain medical examinations except when business necessity compels it. You cannot compel people to provide medical information aside from when uh, there's some public business necessity. Uh, and in this context, that has not yet been met. And so they don't have clear and convincing evidence that being vaccinated is critical and essential to reducing a substantial risk to others uh, of transmitting COVID-19 in such a way that it can cause severe bodily harm without the COVID vaccine. And so and, and in almost every instance, one can make reasonable accommodations to limit whatever that risk they believe is. But right now there's inadequate data and evidence either that the vaccine is safe and effective in the sense that it has not yet met FDA clinical trial test standards. We have reasons to be skeptical and suspect of the vaccine because the uh, makers of it and the distributors of it are completely immune from liability in case they've done something wrong or have a bad product. We have other reasons to be suspect of it because the media and, and YouTube and social media are uh, basically we're censoring and suppressing and, and let information. Just, and, and let me just interject one point too. The companies that are making this vaccine, manufacturing it, have paid out the record highest payouts for health fraud uh, violations. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, you, you have there are every reason to distrust it. We, if we're going to trust the vaccine, first at least it should meet FDA clinical trial testing. This one's not nowhere close to it. That's years away. But it should not be an emergency use authorized vaccine that could ever be mandated against us. And that goes to not only does federal law prohibit that under the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act and under the emergency use authorization provisions of the very act that authorized the FDA in the first place. But it violates international law that has become part of American law because it was created and instigated and pushed on the rest of the world by the United States, which is the Nuremberg Code of 1947. And the, the federal courts have recognized that the Nuremberg Code of 1947 is enforceable in the United States courts. In fact, this last time this happened was Romney in the Bush administration tried to force experimental vaccines on people going to Iraq in 2002 and 2003, and the United States Federal District Court said, no, you can't do that. You have to have informed consent if it's, an, if it's any kind of experimental vaccine, because this goes back to the Nuremberg Code that said no more medical experimentation treating human beings as guinea pigs without their informed consent. And that's why I believe that these various uh, uh, mandates do not conform to the Nuremberg Code, do not conform to federal law. Employers and universities are violating the provisions uh, protecting against uh, discrimination against people based on perceived medical treatment. And that's what the the, the draft letter reflects. And people can, there's no copyright being asserted, so people can cut and paste from it however they want. It's, again, it's not legal advice. Whatever you want to do with it, you're free to do with it. Uh, but no copyright claim. Do with it as you wish. Uh, but there is ways to push back and resist, and the goal is to create something that's easy for people to use to do just that. We'll be right back with Robert Barnes at freeworldnews.tv. We're back here on the Alex Jones Show, broadcasting live at freeworldnews.tv. Bob Barnes is with us, and we're discussing... Now in California, Oregon, New York, and other places soon, I'm sure, 
are saying you have to be vaccinated to go back to work or go to church, but we're not forcing you to do it. Just anywhere you go to leave your house, you have to have it, but we're not forcing you. And so, Bob, you have just put up uh, a letter there that's free to use, not legal advice, but just ways people can stand up for their rights and know the law when it comes Damn to fucking right. But, but let's talk about potential litigation here. I mean, there's so many ways that this can go, uh, and there's going to be real-world, like, peer-to-peer interactions that are going to become really awkward, I think, from this. But uh, we'll get to that later. W- what happens when they really start rolling this out? What happens when... Um, employers force their employees to take this vaccine illegally. What, what happens then? What happens when the litigation starts flying? Well, I think that's where the first step is. If, if somebody's out there and their college, their school, their state, their county, their employer is saying they have to take the vaccine and are demanding the disclosure of whether they've taken it, I think the first step is sending back a letter like this. Uh, because that will put them on notice and see how they respond. A lot of employers don't know that, that, that the emergency use authorization law does not authorize them to mandate a vaccine. Most employers do not know that the Nuremberg Code is invoked because this is an experimental vaccine. Most employers do not know that the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act prohibits them uh, from asking questions about people's medical information unless there's business necessity for it. Basically, the legal standard uh, for and under the ADA for when, like some people are getting confused because they think HIPAA applies. HIPAA applies to what an employer can do with your medical information, not how it gathers it. What It's the ADA, that the Americans with Disabilities Act, that precludes uh, your employer from going out and asking questions about your medical information. And unfortunately, there's a lot of bad lawyers out there, or lawyers that are politically motivated, telling people that, oh, there's no problem with this, when clearly there's a problem with this. Even the CDC and OSHA and the EEOC, when they issued various guidances, they've said to be careful in this space. But employers are, a, law- a lot of lawyers, because they they love the vaccine, because they're you know Bill Gates fan club types, uh, Trump hater types, forced vaccine fans, just like the, uh, the, the, the crowd that supported eugenics in the 20s and 30s, a lot of lawyers and doctors in that space. Uh, are misstating the law. And so the first step for people is to get educated on the law. The second step is to push back by just asking a letter, putting in information like this in a letter uh, to your employer, to anyone else. You don't have to hire a lawyer for it. You can just say, hey, this is my understanding, and and uh, make sure the, uh, the employer probably this will be the first time they've heard of this. Uh, the other big thing is employers don't realize, not only could they be sued under various uh, tort theories of invasions of privacy under state law, but uh, on top of this, the, even the CDC has come out and said, by the way, employers, if you mandate the vaccine and, there's in, and the person, your employee, suffers any injury from it, you are liable. So unlike the drug companies are off the hook because of special immunity, employers are not off the hook if they require people to take the vaccine and they suffer any medical injury. They could be on the hook for life. They could be on the hook for wrongful death claims. They could be on the hook for lifetime injury claims. So the almost no employer realizes this. No, this is actually heard- so key. And this is the official statement from the government and OSHA and everything. And, and, and to draw back on that, it's kind of like the same dynamic of if somebody went to get a vaccine and the people distributing the vaccine were going to be held liable for any damages, then maybe they won't distribute it. But you don't have that same dynamic here. What you have is the employer now kind of a kind of a, a reroute, though, 
this will be another way to crush small businesses. Small businesses won't be able to handle this litigation. They won't be able to handle these lawsuits, whereas big businesses maybe can or will somehow be grandfathered into some exemption clause. So there's like another uh, another slash waiting to happen when this goes down. Well, that's why every employer out there should not be mandating this. That's a All the risk is on them. They're taking on risk of ADA lawsuits, risk of violating informed consent, invasion of privacy lawsuits, risk of wrongful termination, violation of public policy lawsuits, and significantly huge tail liability if, if anybody suffers any adverse consequence from this vaccine. And remember, a lot of times the adverse consequences from it don't appear until years later. That's the nature of this. So uh, if you're an employer, you're crazy to mandate a vaccine as a condition of employment. So that's where the and I think that's that's the first step is once informer, uh, uh, employees and employers are informed. I think a lot of employers will step back and not force this. Now, if they do, then you get to the second stage of potential litigation. And at this point, they uh, are not immune by mandating vaccines. Many states have passed pro, uh, laws prohibiting uh, employers or anybody from requiring vaccines as a condition of access to employment, condition of access to travel, condition of access to uh, entertainment, condition of access to education. So uh, now the states that are trying to compel it, trying to require it, uh, they have major, that's going to be a major constitutional battle to come. So the, because the, so while the Supreme Court has approved mandatory vaccines, on condition of a fine, in one case in 1905, the Jacobson decision, and a later children's school vaccine case, they've always allowed exemptions to be present for religion and other reasons. And they've also required, always required a strict evidentiary standard. It has to be clear and convincing evidence that the vaccine is safe and effective and that it prevents a substantial risk of severe health injury to others. It can't just be to protect the person. It has to be that this vaccine reduces transmission at such a rate that it is going to be a substantial benefit at reducing uh, severe bodily harm. And they don't have clear and convincing evidence of that. So that's where you know, that's where that litigation is going to go. That's where we're going to contest it, try to establish, reestablish the Nuremberg principles in the context of states or federal governments mandating this, because then that's a constitutional question. Right now, it's a question under the ADA, a question under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, a question under invasion of privacy laws, a question under the Nuremberg Code. If a governmental actor requires it, the Nuremberg Code comes back into play, but also the Constitution of the United States. And I believe we can show there is not clear and convincing evidence that there that a vaccine provides a substantial reduction in the risk of severe bodily injury simply by reducing the risk of transmission. Because let's just look at it. Aside from the big question about whether the vaccine is safe and effective, given it's still an emergency experimental stage, given that the very nature of this vaccine is experimental and it's mRNA technology for many of the vaccines, given the controversy surrounding this vaccine in terms of coronavirus vaccines having no history of success, there's all of those problems. But to the just question of transmission, the probability, the only thing the COVID vaccine does that simply isolation won't do if you get it, is to deal with people that are asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. So you're talking about a tiny, tiny group of people. The risk of that group of people transmitting the virus is even more tiny. The risk that that group transmits it and causes severe bodily in injury is even more tiny. And in fact, some early studies have shown, at least in the context of children, that the risk from the vaccine is greater than the risk uh, from COVID.
Yeah, and, and so these are just the yeah, these are the early indicators. Uh, let's do one more segment with Bob Barnes here. And by the way, I mean, think about it. Well, we'll, we'll get into it on the other side with Bob Barnes, the side effects of these vaccines and, and what it could mean for employers to force it. We're back here on the Alex Jones Show. Owen Schroyer sitting in. We're live at freeworldnews.tv. Bob Barnes is with us. If your employer is trying to force you to take a vaccine, Bob is kind enough to have penned a letter that you can share. He said it's free use. It's not legal advice. Uh, it's just the, the law as he sees applicable to this situation. And you can find uh, that letter and, and put your name on it and sign it. And, you know, maybe you are the employee of the year, like he puts at the bottom of his letter. I have a feeling uh, Robert Barnes is the employee of the year uh, at Viva Barnes Law. I don't know. 